Street Photography Magazine, Episode 58, The Value of Blogging About Your Street Photography. Hello again and welcome to the Street Photography Magazine podcast. I'm your host, Bob Patterson, publisher of Street Photography Magazine, and this is the place for inspiration and advice by street photographers for street photographers. Also with me today is our editor, Ashley Hunsberger, and it's a good thing she's here today because today's topic is right in her wheelhouse, so she's going to do most of the talking. So Ashley, what's up? Hey, good. glad to be here. Glad to be talking about something I'm probably better at than photography, actually. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. You've been posting some good stuff on the Facebook group. Yeah, don't let her fool you. She's a good photographer. So thanks for spending your valuable time with us today. And if you like what you hear, please go by iTunes and leave us a five-star review and subscribe on iTunes, even if you don't listen through iTunes, because that helps us, gets more listeners, gives us the ability to provide more street photography information and advice and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, please do it. It's a big help. So, Ashley, yeah, today this is this is uh, your topic. Like I said, it's in your wheelhouse, and it's all about blogging about your work. We've had a number of people request an episode on this, and since, well, by the way, Ashley is a professional writer. She's a freelance writer, does a lot of work for people in many walks of life not just us, and uh, we thought this is a good time to talk about blogging. So tell me, why is it important to blog about your photography? That's a great question, and, you know, a lot of people wonder about that. And I think not just photographers, any person with a business that has a website often struggles with writing about their work, but there's a lot of benefits to it. Um, having written content along with your images helps drive traffic to your website. Uh, it helps, it can help build a brand or get your name out there. If you're selling something, um, it's good for appearing on search engines. Um, and then there's the obvious reason there's so much photography out there just in general. Um, even within the genre of street photography, it's just the internet is flooded with it street photography. And a lot of it is really good. So if you have words to go with your work, which not everyone has, it'll make your work stand out. Um, I would say those are probably the biggest benefits you'll get from having a blog and writing about your work. I know as somebody who publishes lots of photographs, um, you know, we take a close look at our Google Analytics and articles that have more text have people spend more time on them mm -hmm. probably because they want to read but it it tells you more about your photo but cut but it tells the reader more about what you're doing and what you're thinking and that's more interesting than just looking at a lot of photographs yeah for sure i think it gives your work a more personal touch too because it gives your viewers a chance to get to know you and as we see a lot in the work we publish, a lot of street photography um, is actually a reflection of the photographer, of their life and their life experiences. So it's kind of nice to get to know the photographer whose work you're looking at. Adds another layer, I think. That's right. People love stories. And we learn by stories. I mean, that goes back 
to the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. We talk about sometimes um, having the goal of telling a story with your image, which is definitely a good goal to have. And it's definitely something you want to achieve with street photography. But there are times, um, especially as a, a person who just enjoys reading and words, where having the photographer tell the story behind the photo, there's no replacement for that. <laughs> um, you can come up with something in your imagination, which is fun for sure. But it's also really cool to hear the story behind an image, I think. And especially because the readers are all photographers and they want to learn, they want to get better and they want to learn how to do things in new ways. And the only way to do that is to actually hear the photographer speak for himself. Yeah. And that can even help um, with just not, maybe not feeling alone. Maybe um, street photographers have certain challenges that I think all of us feel. And so to hear how someone has, felt when they faced that challenge, what they did to overcome it, that can also be really helpful, um, which might be a goal of your writing. Maybe you don't want to tell the backstory behind your photos, but you can always educate. You can, and you don't have to be a professional to educate. We can all learn from each other. So just sharing your experiences, what you know, what you've learned, what you learned from a specific situation or in general, that can be very useful to other people. Just this past weekend, I attended a, a peer review. I joined the local camera club here in Charlottesville. Oh, nice. Yes, and they do a peer review every month. So mm -hmm. I showed up at the library. Everybody brings three photographs, and you show your photos. You stand up there. You talk about them, mm -hmm. and you get input. And I just thought it was so helpful to hear everybody when they when it was their turn to talk about the photo. And they talked about what happened at the time, what they were thinking, what they were trying to do with it. And you just learn so much from what other people were thinking and how they do it. Yeah, that's a good point. You can learn so much. And not everyone has a local camera club that does that. So if you can write a blog and put that information online, where the, someone who might not have that available to them can find the same information online, that's a really good resource. Yeah, and we had Nancy Lair in the magazine back in December. A mm -hmm. very good article. I recommend you go back and read it if you didn't. And that's how she started blogging. She was in a local camera club, and she would talk about these things she's working on. People had lots of questions, so she would write posts about it so the people in her club could learn more about her thinking. And she has become a very prolific blogger, as a result of that. So she's a really good example if you want to learn more about photo blogging. Yeah, for sure. And that's a great source of inspiration. If you do have a local camera club available and you do attend, um, then lessons you learn there would be a great source of inspiration to write about. Yeah. And if you don't have one, you can form a little group on your own. Meet casually at a Panera or something. Yeah, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Usually there's plenty of people, even in small communities, that are um, interested in photography. Oh, that's for sure. I live in a pretty small one, and there are lots of them. And these people are good, too. <laughs> so how do you do it? That's probably the big question. How do I start blogging? 
Yeah, that's an excellent question. So we've talked a lot uh, in the past about having your own website. Um, this is important. This is where you'll want to not only display your images, but also have your blog. Um, and a question we get so much, Bob, you'll probably agree, is like, how often do I need to be writing? And it could be overwhelming if you feel like you have to write five articles a week. It's like having another full-time job on top of your job and your hobby of photography. That's impossible. <laughs> that's right. Who needs a second job? <laughs> exactly. Unless it, unless it pays. Yeah, exactly. So we would say probably post once a week at least. Um, if you can a little more, that's great. But once a week is a good number. Um, you definitely want to choose your images carefully. You only want to show your very best work, which, you know, everybody already knows that. But especially when you're writing about an image, choose if you have a series of images, the best one. Um, unless, of course, you want to talk about your failures or mistakes you made, then you might choose an image that didn't turn out quite like you wanted. But mm -hmm. yeah, and that would be a good time to use them. So they don't really have any other use, do they? <laughs> Um, but choose your best images normally, and you can write at least 300 words. That may sound like a lot, but 300 words is really not that much. Um, as you were saying, Bob, more is better. Uh, if you can write something a little longer, it'll keep people on your website, on your blog post a little longer. Um, and you can get creative with what you write about. It could be a story behind an image, something you learned. Um, if your audience is fellow photographers, then you can talk about your gear and the settings you used. Um, and another good point that can help with this is that you don't have to necessarily sit down every week to write something. Most websites will allow you to schedule posts ahead of time. So maybe you could take an afternoon at the coffee shop and pick out some of your favorite images or some images where you learned a lesson, write up a few blog posts and schedule them for the month. I mean, it's a great way to get ahead and then you don't have to spend so much time uh, creating content for your website. Yeah, because it should be fun. And, yeah. and take baby steps. I know you say write once a week, but maybe you need to work up to that and do it every couple of weeks. Yeah, for sure. You could start small, set a goal of writing one blog post a month. That's a great place to start. Yeah. It's not overwhelming. 300 words once a month, that shouldn't take too long at all. Yeah. Once you get into the habit, you'll do it more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know for me, scheduling ahead of time, that's that's the key. If I have to say, oh, every Tuesday I have to sit down and write something, I feel a little stressed by that. But if I can just sit down and write a few and be done, that's way better for me. Everybody works differently, but you, you can find your process that works for you. That's true. You have to know how you work and, and the best times to do it, too. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're a little sluggish in the afternoon. Maybe that's not time to be doing yes. something creative. Exactly. If you're a night owl, do it at night. If you're a morning bird, is that a, is that a phrase, morning bird? <laughs> a morning bird? No, early bird. <laughs> I'm making up phrases here. Yeah. If you're an early bird, <laughs> then, you know, yeah. get up early one morning and get it done. Yeah, it's different from a snowbird. Yes. I'm getting all my birds confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so here's a really big point for writing your blog. Spell check, spell check, spell check. 
it's not hard to do. Just pop your content into a Word document and give it a good spell check. Even Google Docs or wherever you're writing usually has a spell check tool. So use it. Nothing will make your blog look unappealing more than bad grammar, bad spelling. Um, and not that's not everybody's strong point. So, I mean, I write for a living. I still spell things wrong. So spell check it before you post it. Um, and if you're not a writer, if you don't enjoy writing or it's hard for you and you're not sure about your work, get an honest friend's opinion. Find someone who's willing to, to read and maybe give you some suggestions. Um, so I say honest friend, maybe not someone who is going <laughs> to tell you, oh, it's good when it's not. <laughs> um, and then, you know, just be humble and take their advice and make some adjustments here and there. With practice, you'll get better. Now, one thing about spell check is you can spell the wrong word correctly. For That's example, <laughs> the word lose. I see this a lot. L-O-S-E. I'm afraid I'm going to lose some money if I invest in the stock market. I often see that spelled loose, L-O-O-S-E. So spell, spell check sees that the word spelled correctly, but it's not the right word. So, so it's good to have some human eyes on it, just like you said. Yeah. Yep, for sure. And then, you know, sometimes somebody will show up and tell you you spelled something wrong that you don't know once you posted something. Mm-hmm. Just fix it. That's true. <laughs> don't, don't take offense. Just fix it. <laughs> just, yep. Fix it and move on. Yeah. But that'll make a huge, huge difference. It's hard to sit down and read things that aren't aren't written well. So make sure that you check for spelling and, and grammar errors beforehand. It's not hard to do. Yeah, I know there's some pretty famous bloggers who are just downright painful to read <laughs> because their grammar is not so good. Yeah. It may and sound okay when people are talking, but in right. written form, it. it can be hard to read. Yeah, and and that can be a tough balance to find because you want what you write to sound conversational. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be formal and stuffy. Definitely. Um, but there again, just make sure you have proper spelling, proper grammar. Um, you know, otherwise, the grammar Nazis, they're not going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you'll get a nasty message. <laughs> grammar Nazis. We don't need them in the photography world. We've got enough pho photography Nazis, street <laughs> photography Nazis. Yep. <laughs> so, no, but that's an easy enough thing to do, and it'll make a huge difference in the quality of your written content. One of the biggest problems I see people have is they don't know what to write about. Okay, I'm ready to write about my photograph. Well, what do I say? Yeah. And to help you come up with some text to write, here are some questions to consider. Yeah, these are kind of like uh, mini writing prompts. Sometimes writers need those to just the initial idea, and that'll just get the creative process going. So mm -hmm. hopefully these questions will help you, are things you can ask yourselves, and it'll help you to, you know, get started writing. Sometimes it's that getting started that's always the hardest part, right, Bob? Uh, yes, always the hardest part. And we're going to include these questions in the show notes so that you have them in writing. You don't have to write them down, especially if you're driving. <laughs> yes. So what do you, what do you, what helps you to write, Bob? Is there a specific prompt that you find most inspiring? Hmm, I wouldn't call them inspiring, but 
I'd like to to answer the question, what was happening at the time? And I got that a lot during the peer review. What were you doing? So what was happening at the time? What caught your attention? You took this photograph for a reason. What was it that captured your attention? And you may not even have been aware of it at the time. Yeah, I like your, I really like those prompts because I feel like they're some of the best ones for storytelling. And I like a suggestion that you've often made, Bob, if you don't enjoy writing or if you find it difficult, you can always ask yourself that question and then dictate it. Um, so what are these called, Bob? Where you can dictate your, you just speak into an app and then it'll type things out for you. Yeah, actually, both uh, iPhone and Android have built-in apps to dictate. Um, and I know it's built into the Mac as well. And I don't know if it's built into PCs or not, but uh, probably is. Um, but the Android dictation app is quite good. I think it's much better than the um, the one on the iPhone. But the iPhone one works fine, too, especially for short stuff like this. 300 words is not much at all. Yeah. So that's a great tool to use because you can just answer that question as if someone had asked you. Yep. And then clean up the dictation a little bit. It'll have a couple errors here and there. So just clean that up. Yep. And your post is pretty much ready to go. Yeah, really. And if you want to get really fancy, you can buy the uh, Dragon Dictate. or I think it's Dragon Naturally Speaking now, which is very good. I use it a lot for creating drafts. But, you know, that costs money. And if you've already got a phone, use that. Yeah. If it ends up working for you, then maybe you might want to upgrade. But just an option in case writing's not your your favorite thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and just having these questions and and really using a format is is very helpful. I mean, it doesn't come out the same every time, but if you answer basically the same questions with every post, then it makes it easier for you every time. You know, it's like a muscle. You just have to exercise it. Um another good question is, you know, how much did you work the scene? You know, about how many frames did you take? Did you take one shot and move on? And if you did take several shots from different angles, why did you choose this one? Yeah, this might be a good time to maybe show an image that you did not choose as a comparison. Uh, maybe make the main yes. image of the article the one you chose as your favorite, as the best one. But then you could show maybe some of the outtakes, why you didn't choose this or that. And just explaining that will give you tons of words, tons of content. I like um, an ebook that Daniel Hoffman wrote a few years ago um, when he was in New York. He's from Denmark, and he spent a couple of weeks in New York doing street photography. And so he would publish a photo, and then below that he had his um, con basically contact sheet, all the photos he took before and after that one, hmm. which was very instructive. And that's a, a really nice thing to include in your article. Yeah. Not to steal Daniel's idea, but it's <laughs> helpful. It lets people know what you saw and, and, and why you chose it. D depends on why you're writing about it. You know, you, um, yeah. Another important thing is, what did you learn from this? And or what would you do differently if you had it to do it all over again? Mm -hmm. And that could be about photography. It could be about a person you've met on the street. Mm -hmm. It could be anything. If you learned something while you were out there, it doesn't matter if it's directly related to photo photography or not. 
um, because street photography is more than just photography. It's kind of an entire experience, I think. So any lesson you learned could be a, a source of, of content. And another good thing to mention is any takeaway that the reader can take from this. I mean, if you learn something, what can they use? What can they apply to their own work that helped you? Yeah, and something that's helpful to me um, when trying to art, write an article with a takeaway is first for myself, think to myself, what what is the actual lesson? Boil it down to just one sentence. Sometimes I read articles and feel like people are trying to convey a lesson, but it's not very clear. Mm -hmm. So get it clear first. What What is the lesson? What did you learn in one sentence? Make sure that's something that will help other people and just try to be concise with it. You can write more about it, but make sure that the lesson you want to convey, the thing that you learned is very clear. And by the way, you don't need to answer all these questions every time. These are just ideas to help you get started. Yeah, for sure. And then you also, one thing we haven't mentioned yet, Bob, which is I think is very important, is consider who your audience is. Um, who is your blog directed to? Or is it fellow photographers? Um, will it just be people who like street photography but maybe aren't photographers? Um, know who you're talking to and because that will affect what you say. That's right. And which questions you choose to answer. And you know what we ought to also include in the show notes is a list of some of our favorite photo bloggers, people who blog regularly. Yeah, that's a great idea. A lot of times, even when, um, I think this is true for you too, Bob, but when you and I are writing something, we often look to other articles, other blogs yeah. for inspiration, just to see what other people are writing about, what they're interested in. It's a good place to, to get inspired to write. I know several years ago, I stumbled upon a blog on WordPress.com, you know, a free blogging platform mm -hmm. um, by Olaf Staba. Uh, he's in, um, lives in the Vancouver area, and I happened to stumble on it because he shoots Fuji, and I, I, I like to shoot Fuji cameras, and so I started reading his blog. He blogged regularly about all kinds of photography, and he's really good, so I follow him regularly now as a result of that. Yeah. You never know what you'll come across. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't. There's just a lot of good stuff out there. There's a lot yeah. of junk out there, too, but there's a lot of good stuff like his. There is, for sure. And I think one of the keys to becoming a good writer is, is being a reader. Reading will help you write better. Uh, oh, yes. So what are some more things we could use as writing prompts, maybe? Two more things. These are a little more hippie, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> one is, how did you feel about your shooting? Either while you were doing it, and afterwards, how, what did it make you feel? And then the other one is what positive and negative things happened either externally or internally as a result of making this photo or this series of photos or this story? Yeah, and that's, those are good prompts because not everyone who takes street photography, not everyone um, says, oh, this is a, you know, just a really cool building. I liked the architecture. The lines are nice. It's all about the composition. Not everyone is that uh, concrete with their definition of street photography. Some people feel like they're capturing really abstract concepts. And so if, if that's your case, then write about it. Help mm -hmm. other people see what you see. Yep. 
and why you do what you do. Yeah. So what do we take away from this? So a few things. We Today we talked about why blogging is important. Not only will it get your work seen a little more, drive more traffic to your website, um, it'll make your work stand out as different because not everyone accompanies their photographs with writing, with words. So those are some really good benefits. We also talked about how you can do it. Um, so you want to try to post once a week if you can. If you're just starting out and want to do less, that's okay. Try to write at least 300 words to go with each post. Um, put your very best images in there with each post. And spell check, spell check, spell check. <laughs> Get the spelling <laughs> and the grammar right. Um, those few things will help you immensely to get your blog going. And then, of course, Bob, you shared with us some really good writing prompts to get us our inspiration flowing, our creative juices. Um, so one thing I would say for, every, for um, our listener is that take the writing prompts and maybe copy and paste them somewhere and ask yourselves these questions when you are looking at what image you want to publish. Um, see which one fits with the image. And then go from there. Uh, that'll help you get really thinking about, about your photographs. Okay, Ashley, that was really helpful. I, I'm glad you took the time to do this because I know everybody can learn from it. So before we go, why don't you tell everyone where they can learn more about you? That's a great question, and I'm still feeling the pressure to get my website done. So it's on the to-do list, as always. <laughs> but in the meantime, um, I do post on Instagram some of my own street photography and my username is Street Photography Gal. So feel free to look me up there. Yeah, please do. Please do. And you can find me. These are our personal sites, by the way. You can find me on my website, which my personal website, which is bobpatterson.me, M-E. And that's my own portfolio, which is constantly in flux. And going to change a lot after my peer review, that's for sure. And, uh, of course, you can always find me at streetphotographymagazine.com, both of us, by the way. Yeah. So please come by there, and please subscribe to the magazine. It will help us immensely at streetphotographymagazine.com. So thanks again, Ashley. Until next time. Thank you. Yeah, keep shooting. <laughs>